Paul Bishop parked the rented Kia Rio next to the lake and stared across the water in the pale early light of dawn following another sleepless night. Geese swooped in, flared their wings, and one by one gracefully settled on the calm water. On any other day, he would have marveled at the beauty of the sight. He once again opened the white envelope addressed to his brother, unfolded the one-page note he had written, and read it for the twentieth time. A tear slid down his cheek as he folded the letter and returned it to the envelope. This time, he sealed the envelope, then placed it on the passenger seat next to the Taurus Millennium G2 9mm and stared at the gun. Returning his gaze to the eastern sky, he watched as the sun peaked above the horizon. Looking back at the pistol, Paul picked it up, placed the barrel under his chin, and without hesitation, pulled the trigger. The sound echoed off the hills surrounding the lake, startling several flocks of geese and ducks. Eventually the clamor of their honking and quacking subsided, and once again the tranquility of early morning returned to the lake. FBI agent Sean Kruger stood in the middle of Paul Bishop's sparsely furnished living room. It was a small house located in the town of Wildwood, Missouri, west of St. Louis. The house contained two bedrooms, a kitchen, laundry room, and one bathroom. Today, the entire place was a beehive of activity, with members of an FBI forensics team and local detectives combing every room for clues about the owner. Referring to a small notebook, Kruger said, Terry, can I ask you a question? Terry Monroe, lead technician for the FBI team, walked over and said, Sure, what's up, Sean? We've worked more than a few cases together over the years, haven't we? More years than I care to think about, she smiled. Do you notice anything unusual about this place? She looked around and shook her head. Nope, looks like a man's house to me. She looked back at Kruger. Why? It's unnaturally neat. We've seen it before, she shrugged. The guy was a compulsive cleaner. Everything has its place, and everything's in its place. Kruger shook his head. The guy lived here twenty years. I don't see any pictures of family, friends, or pets. There's nothing personal in this house. Absolutely nothing. Monroe looked around the room and frowned. Now that you mention it... Kruger checked his notes and continued, looking back at Monroe. There's nothing in this house identifying who the envelope is for. Just the name Randy. No last name. Who's Randy? He frowned and paced the small room. Did Paul Bishop strip this place clean before he took his life, or did this Randy person do it? He stopped moving and focused on Monroe. I need answers, Terry. Shit, Monroe shook her head. Okay, everyone gather in the living room. We have a problem. 